as we study and meditate this weekend on what it means to walk by the Spirit, the best way to understand the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives is to understand the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the life of Christ as he walked on this earth. All activities in the life of Jesus while he walked on this earth from his death, from his death, or from his birth, let's start there, through his death, ascension, and resurrection. All of that occurred in the presence and in the full power of the Holy Spirit. He's the model of spirit-filled and spirit-controlled life. Jesus is our model of the spirit-empowered life. And we need a perfect model of sanctification or being set apart from sin, being holy, and that's Jesus. He was holy, he was innocent, undefiled, never did anything wrong, never violated any command or law of God. He prays in John 17, 17 through 19, that his people will be like him, that as he sanctified himself, we will be sanctified. We will be made to become as much like him as possible. The essence of perfect sanctification is perfect love and perfect obedience. It's a perfect obedience out of love to God's will as revealed in his word. It's perfect conformity to scripture. And scripture is the revealed character of God. Jesus says in John 4, 34, my, world, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Food, we know, is a necessity of life. The Lord's great necessity in life was to do the will of God. But he does the Father's work. And he does it to please God, as he says in John 5, 30, for I seek not to please myself, but to please him who sent me. And John 8, 29, for I always do what pleases him. Jesus always did what pleased God through his perfect love and his perfect obedience. And he says in John 14, 31, the world must learn that I love the Father and I do exactly what my Father has commanded me. We then are sanctified in the same way Jesus was by our loving conformity to the will of God, to the word of God, and to the work of God. We live to follow his example. That's why we talk about being like Christ in the sense that we are sanctified, we are holy, we are lovingly obedient to God. But by what power did the Lord love and obey? Because when he came into the world, he chose not to use his power as God the Son. And you just heard this verse, Philippians 2, 6-7, through 7, that Lauren quoted, where he says, Jesus, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking on the nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Jesus emptied himself by taking on human nature and relying on his humanity to accomplish what God intended for him to accomplish on this earth. He didn't lose his heavenly power, but he willingly set it aside and took on the form of a slave to God for the purpose of doing the will of God. So what is the power that produced this perfect loving obedience? Isaiah 11, 1 through 2 tells us of the coming Messiah coming from the line of Jesse through David, and it defines the power that will rest on him and in him and through him. It says the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. Luke 2.40 says about Jesus, the child grew and became strong, increasing in wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. You know, at the age of 12, when Jesus' parents is found, they found him in the temple courts, and Jesus said, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house 
He was aware that God is his father. His theology is now clear in his mind, and he has to be in his father's house doing his father's business. And we know Luke 2.52, which says he grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. The growth of Jesus, his development, his strength, his wisdom, his knowledge, the grace of God being upon him is a direct result of the fact that from the beginning of his conception on through all the years of his life, the spirit of the Lord was resting on him. Any kind of spiritual growth in any of us is the product of the work of the Holy Spirit. The spirit is shaping Jesus because he is obedient to the spirit's power and he's allowing the spirit to mold him and make him according to the plan of the Father. It's the work of the Holy Spirit that produces in Jesus the spiritual development and maturity that we see in Luke 2. Then the next event in the ministry of our Lord is his temptation in the wilderness. Luke 4, 1 and 2 says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the desert where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. The Holy Spirit is there in his temptation. He was also not only there in his temptation, but the Holy Spirit was the one who drove him into the conflict. Everything Jesus did was driven by the Holy Spirit. Luke 4.14 tells us after the Spirit or the devil was unsuccessful in every temptation that Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit and he began teaching in the synagogues. His whole ministry was in the power of the Spirit. He was empowered by the Holy Spirit to do miracles, cast out demons, overcome death, physical miracles. It was all the power of the Holy Spirit. All these passages remind us that Jesus in his humanity is completely submissive to the Holy Spirit who is shaping him in every sense into the Holy One that God has designed him to be. When he was teaching, he was teaching under the power of the one he called the Spirit of Truth. Or he was healing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Or he was casting out demons in the power of the Holy Spirit. Or he was calming the sea in the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's why when the Jews said, you do what you do by the power of Satan in Matthew 12, Jesus says, you do not blaspheme me, you blaspheme the Holy Spirit. He walks perfectly in the Spirit and displays all the fruit of the Spirit. He uses all the gifting of the Spirit. It's all the power of the Spirit coming through him. Even in his death, Hebrews 9.14 says that Christ offered his blood as an unblemished sacrifice to God through the eternal spirit. Even the power that took him through the garden and caused him to endure the cross was the power of the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit who gave him the power to say, not my will, but yours be done. It was the Holy Spirit who gave him the power to say, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they do. It was the power of the Holy Spirit that allowed him to stay there on that cross until he could say, it is finished. And it was in the power of the Holy Spirit where he could say, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And then Jesus was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. As Romans 1-4 says, who was declared the Son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead according to the spirit of holiness. And then after his resurrection in Acts 1, Jesus was teaching his own for 40 days. Verse 2 says, until the day when he was taken up to heaven after he had, by the Holy Spirit, given orders to the apostles whom he had chosen. 
the Holy Spirit continued to empower him for 40 days as he was speaking of the things concerning the kingdom of God. The disciples had seen the Holy Spirit working in and through Jesus, and Jesus makes that stunning promise in John 14, 17 about the spirit of truth when he tells them, you know him, for he lives with you and he will be in you. The Holy Spirit had been with them in Christ. Jesus was saying, I've been with you, therefore the Holy Spirit has been with you, and you've seen his work. But now, of course, it's going to get better. And that's why in John 16, 7, he says to them, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And that is exactly what happened at Pentecost, and it continues to this day for all believers who are now indwelt by the Holy Spirit in their conversion. So, this is why we can use Jesus as our model, because the same things that Jesus saw the Spirit of God do in his life are the very things the Spirit does in our lives. Just as the Holy Spirit came upon Mary to give life to the incarnate Christ, he gives us life. We are born of the Spirit. He is the one who regenerates. It is the Holy Spirit who grew Jesus in wisdom and knowledge, and it's the Holy Spirit who grows us. And we've heard this verse, 2 Corinthians 3.18, as we gaze at the glory of the Lord, we are being transformed into the likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. The Spirit is the one who is growing us up and teaching us. The Spirit is the one who grows us in grace and wisdom and knowledge. Not only does he give us the resource in the Word, but he illuminates our minds with truth. It was the Spirit who came down at Jesus' baptism, and we are baptized by the Holy Spirit at the moment of conversion into the body of Christ, as 1 Corinthians 12, 13 says. We are Christ in the world. He is our head, and we are his body. And the Holy Spirit gives us the power to defeat our sin and conflicts with the enemy by the sword of the Spirit, God's word, and by the power of the Spirit within us. He gives us the victory in our temptation. He's the one who helps us overcome. And that's that promise in Scripture, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. When Jesus went to the cross, it was the Holy Spirit who gave him power over the pain and suffering to endure the cross. And he's the same Spirit who gives us power in our suffering because of the name of Christ for the sake of the cross. In 1 Peter 4.14, it says, if you are insulted, because of the name of Christ, you are blessed, for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. The reason that you and I can endure suffering and pain and all the difficulties of the life that we live is because the Holy Spirit gives us strength. He is the spirit of grace and glory that rests on you. And when Christ came out of the grave, it was the Holy Spirit who raised him from the grave, and so it is with us. So the Holy Spirit gave him life, he grows you into Christ's likeness. He baptizes you. He provides victory in the face of temptation, power to defeat Satan. He gives you power to go through suffering, and one day he will raise you immortal from the grave. And for what purpose? Why does that happen? He wants to shape you into the very image of Christ to make you and me effective witnesses so that the Great Commission can be fulfilled. What the Holy Spirit wants to do in the end is to make you a powerful witness to the glory of Christ and the transforming power of the gospel. 
Walking by the Spirit produces genuinely Christ-like behavior by dependence on the working of the Spirit of God within, motivated by a love for the glory and honor of God. The Holy Spirit is present in every believer to empower us to live like Christ. God has given us a sufficient and adequate power in dwelling us, and it's available to us at all times, and so we really do not have an excuse for not being what we ought to be. And he gives us a powerful, compelling hunger for the glory of God and an urge to honor and glorify God in our lives. But we can only walk in the Spirit if we know the will of God and the work of God and the Word of God. And so we learn the Scriptures, and we meditate on the Scriptures, and we memorize the Scriptures. We think biblically, because the Holy Spirit cannot move us in a direction in which we're ignorant. To be saturated with the Word of God enables the Spirit of God to help us to be empowered to overcome triumph over the flesh. And so we walk by the Spirit, because that's what Jesus did. He's our model of perfect love and perfect obedience to the Father. And if we abide in Him, if we depend upon the Spirit to lead and to teach us, we will walk the way that Jesus walked by the Spirit. Isn't that amazing? That's where we're at. Let me pray real quick for you. For us, Lord, we are so thankful that you set aside your deity and you walked in your humanity and showed us how we can walk by the Spirit. Lord, we pray that we will really think about that and meditate on that. And we are so thankful that you are our example. We pray, Lord, that we would indeed glorify you. Give us that hunger to glorify and honor you and to walk with you by the Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.